0: Welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast, where we explore the spirituality of the Christian child through the method of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I am your host, Carrie Meckie Lozano. So every year, Christian communities and churches, they join together to pray for a visible unity among the church, accepting the will of Christ who prayed that all may be one. During this week, of prayer for christian unity which we are celebrating right now this week as we gather throughout our world to pray for the unity of christians in 2021 we are going to be celebrating the theme gifted to us this year by the church from the ecumenical monastic community of grand champ in switzerland which is to abide in my love you shall bear much fruit We know from Catechesis of the Good Shepherd how important this parable is to children and catechists, especially in the level two and level three atrium. The true vine and his branches, the sap that nourishes the vine, and the vine dresser who is taking care of all. Each branch can produce abundant good fruit to nourish, in turn, the whole world. And we know that in Jesus Christ himself, who is the vine who holds us all together, So together then, especially after all the upheavals and anguish of 2020, let us all remain in Jesus' love and to bear the good fruit that can make 2021 a blessing for everyone. So we are delighted to have the Most Reverend David Talley, who is Bishop of Memphis and Chairman of the USCCB Committee of Ecumenical and Interreligious Affairs, and who is formed in Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, level one and level two, on our podcast today, who will be discussing his experience with both Catechesis of the Good Shepherd and Ecumenism. Bishop Tally, we are very excited to have you on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much for agreeing to this.
1: Now you're welcome.
0: Well, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and also your involvement with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd?
1: okay i don't know how far back you want me to go <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just get kind of the, the, a brief a brief little synopsis thumbnail sketch i'm a i'm a priest of about i think 31 years uh, my home archdiocese is atlanta i was ordained as a priest for atlanta i'm a georgian i'm from georgia from a city columbus georgia about 100 miles south of atlanta Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a priest uh, for Atlanta for 25 and a half years, uh, and then Pope Benedict appointed me an auxiliary bishop for Atlanta. So I stayed in Atlanta, my home archdiocese, as an auxiliary bishop, assisting now Cardinal Wilton Gregory with the work of the gospel in Atlanta. After a year or two of that, I was appointed by Pope Francis to go first to Alexandria in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then, in, after about two and a half years, uh, uh, Pope Francis asked asked me to to leave Alexandria and come to Memphis. And so I've been t- in Memphis uh, since April of uh, 2019.
0: Hmm. Thank you for your many many years of service. You're welcome. Well, Bishop, how did you get involved with catechesis of the Good Shepherd?
1: Oh, it's a great story. I hope I don't go too long. But uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, the, the thing that for the listeners to to hear and is so hard to understand this, but I was a pretty good student as a seminarian. I read a lot. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed theology. I had never heard of the catechism of the Good Shepherd. I had never heard the name Sofia Cavaletti mm-hmm. in seminary or after seminary. And, and I'm one of those priests that uh, enjoy reading theology and keeping up. So I thought of myself as a pretty well-read priest with my ongoing formation, but I had never heard of, of this catechesis. One day, I was in my second parish as pastor, the uh, parish of St. John Newman, and a couple of people, uh, and within about a space of a week or two, a couple of people that I trusted told me about this catechesis and that I should look to see if it would work at my parish. And I was intrigued. I had not heard about it, but anything to help uh, with our our people with catechesis and ongoing formation, I'm for. So, uh, they gave me a contact name. The name was Karen Maxwell. And so I called Karen up, and we chatted on the phone, and we and we agreed on a date that she would come. She's she's in the Atlanta area, and so we agreed on a date that she would come and and talk to us about this catechesis that I didn't have a clue about. <laughs> and so I got a lot of my staff, a couple of our deacons there, and and so I I, f- I filled up a small room of about maybe 20, 25 people. And I didn't expect to stay in the room the whole time. I had lots going on. We had just completed building a brand new church and parish center, and I had lots of things to deal with that on, on my plate. So I, what I thought was I would, I would introduce her and, and listen to her as she began talking about this catechesis and then move along to something else and let my, mm-hmm. my staff tell me about the catechesis. So Karen Maxwell came and and she had these things set up which I was not familiar with uh, the work of the Catechism of the Good Shepherd, and she began to talk about Sophia Cavaletti and all the other things, and then and then she began to do the work, and it, she showed us a, one of the one of the things that. That fill the the hearts of children with love in the atrium. It was being called by name uh, by the good shepherd, mm-hmm. and as she began to do this, she her voice changed. Now I know it's an atrium voice, <laughs> A- and and we became very quiet and very attentive. And as she was doing this, as I was watching her change the manipulate the, the pieces around the corral. And, and watching the sheep and the good shepherd uh, call them by name and listening to her speak about this, I was moved powerfully mm. uh, and, and my, my heart was moved and I saw people around me were moved. Mm. And so after it was over, uh, we, I thanked her. And then after the people were going, my staff was going back to their work, I said to her, make sure you give me your your phone number. Mm-hmm. and she gave me her phone number again and I'm a type A kind of guy so I want I wanted to start it yesterday when I saw this <laughs> yeah. happening I wanted to start it yesterday and so and so a long story short we did we began that was she she came to my parish and I organized a, about 12 14 people with me and Karen Maxwell began our level one uh training for the catechism of the Good Shepherd. we dedicated a room for our atrium and began to create all the materials needed for that atrium. I was uh, moved to a new new parish before it was fully realized, but they continued to work in that atrium with the Catechism of the Shepherd. Mm. So that's in in a thumbnail sketch. uh, (laughs) But but here's the thing that I want your listeners to hear. I did not know that Karen Maxwell was not a Catholic Mm -hmm. because the way she was describing word and sacrament Mm -hmm. was so so true to our tradition mm-hmm. and i want your listener to hear that that it was a uh, how she was describing this the word and, and the, the mystery of the presence of god in the word and in the sacrament that within mm-hmm. these t- two gifts that the presence is realized and the children come to understand that mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a faithful way uh which is such a powerful thing for me to to experience mm-hmm.
0: Isn't it beautiful that um, across our face, these basic essential truths that is God are the same?
1: The the note of the longing for presence. The, the longing for God. If you know the foundation of, of our faith as disciples is are the scriptures. Throughout the scriptures, uh, the word and sacrament are, are manifest. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that is open to understand, you, you hear the presence through Torah, through the prophets, through the kingship of David and Solomon unto uh, the birth of uh, Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. And through his passion, resurrection and ascension and the gift of uh, the Spirit, it, the presence of God, the fact that God is still with us, Emmanuel, continues mm. to be realized uh, through the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd.
0: Mm. Well, part of our 32 points of reflection, the kind of like the core things that make up our work, one of them it talks about how it is our duty to offer our services to the diocese and the commitment with the bishop. And then also that our work is open to all Christian of various denominations and different commitments within the church. And Bishop, you are a part of a very unique committee within the USCCB. You are part of the Committee of Ecumenical and Religious Affairs. And I was hoping that you could speak into how our work as Christians, having Christian unity within using that work of catechesis of the good shepherd in order to attain that goal
1: mm-hmm. yes well i've been a a member of uh, the bishop's committee on ecumenical and religious affairs for a number of years um, in november of 2019 i was elected by the body of bishops to be the chairman of the committee And I began that work as chairman this November. Sadly, with uh, the pandemic, we haven't done a lot of work face-to-face. We have to do everything virtually. But I'm beginning to serve as chair of that committee. The committee is made up of a group of bishops I asked to join me. And I don't have all of their names in front of me, but there are about 10 bishops uh, that have said yes, and they join me in this work. We usually meet face-to-face twice a year in Chicago. The bishops are pastors. Some have strong theological training. Some are scholars, but most of us are essentially pastors. We have a a staff of scholars uh, that help us understand both the ecumenical movement, the interdenominational Christian longing for, for unity, and the uh, interreligious movements, looking at the mystery of faith inside all the different religions of the world, trying mm-hmm. to find some some place for dialogue and accompaniment, as mm-hmm. Pope Francis calls us to.
0: That's a big work.
1: It's a it's an enormous work, and it's what we're called to. John seventeen twenty one was the prayer of Jesus, uh, speaking to his Father, praying in, in the presence of his disciples. Father, please allow them to be one as you and I are one. So so the, the gift of unity is looking to embrace the mystery and the magnificence of the one God realized, understood through three persons, a father, son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And Christians together understand that. Uh, we understand it differently because there is not, sadly, there's not complete unity among us, but... Our work is to long for that unity and to work toward that unity. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think we're very blessed within the movement of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd to have Sophie Cavaletti be one of our founders because of her Scholar background.
1: Yes, I gave a talk on um, the ecumenical nature of the catechism of the Good Shepherd a while back in Nashville, and one of the things that I, I mentioned two things. One, it began through the work of uh, Maria Montessori and Sofia Cavalletti, both Italian, both Catholic. So it has it had a very Catholic foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside that Catholic foundation is the, the notion of word and sacrament, the presence of the Lord. And though, sadly, the church, Christ church has been divided for a time, so many different groupings of Christians realize or recognize what we recognize, the true presence of the Lord. And our work is to is to find unity where there is unity and mm-hmm. work toward unity where there is diversity and mm-hmm. disagreement. And there is some honest disagreement among the scholars and pastors of the churches.
0: I think that focus of unity is such a great place to start. The children do such a beautiful job of guiding us towards that unity. Absolutely. Christian unity is not something that we have to teach the children. They embrace it from a very young age. Yes. They don't see the diversity and the division that we as adults see. I think they're wonderful examples to us.
1: The the, the atrium is an extraordinary to experience that you have uh, children of, of various faith traditions, mm-hmm. but there's a and this is what Sophia Cavaletti and Maria Montessori both uh, taught us. But Sophia, especially with her uh, book on the religious education of, of the child, is that and, and this is Maria Montessori's insight too that children before what's what's called the age of reason, as, as mm-hmm. rationality begins to take take hold in the child, before that there is a an intuitional knowledge. And the children can put together extraordinary concepts, Christian concepts of presence of the Lord in the Spirit, and what baptism is about, and, and Eucharist, mm-hmm. and how the Eucharist is the Good Shepherd in a different context. All those things children get, not so much conceptually as an intuitional appreciation, but a true understanding and after that, they are taught in other forms and uh, th- through Holy Liturgy, through the Holy Mass, conceptually and catechetically, kind of the d- doctrines of the faith. But they began with an an, an experience of the faith, experience mm-hmm. that God is present in the word when the word is proclaimed. God is present in the gift of a living bread uh, and, mm-hmm. and how that takes place and how it's connected mm-hmm. to the person of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. That relationship aspect is so similar amongst our brothers and sisters of other faiths as well.
1: So many have that. Some some don't, but so many do have that. And so, uh, again, there's a, a term that we use in a committee that I've read about. It's a, a spiritual ecumenism. Uh, theologians uh, do very difficult work, important work as theologians, looking at the 2,000 years of Christianity and coming up to understand where we disagree doctrinally. And and that's the work of scholarship of theologians. But there's a spiritual accompaniment and ecumenism that seeks the heart of things. And that's what the Catechism of the Good Shepherd does with the children.
0: Bishop, would you speak into why is this work important? Why is Christian unity important?
1: Well, it's the, it was the prayer of Jesus from uh, my reading of—I'm uh, no, I'm no expert here, but, uh, but from my reading of the Scriptures and my little understanding of the, the history of Christ's church, we were not founded to be a, a thousand different denominations. We were founded to be a, a fellowship a spiritual mm-hmm. fellowship, a community. In the Pauline uh, language, we are the body of Christ. We are the living body of Christ here and now on the face of this earth. He is our head and we are his members and, and we're meant to be his members together. That's the nature of the work that Jesus came before and after his passion to bring mm-hmm. us to the Father to to glorify the Father uh, as his creation. Uh, So in in my view, it is the goal to praise God in the service of our neighbor, in the service of all that is good, and to do that as a body, a fellowship.
0: It makes me think about that moment of parousia that we discuss with the children where all people of all time will be consumed with God's love. And there's a unity aspect when we say all people. Well, Bishop, since your formation with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, has it affected your ministry at all?
1: It has. I don't know how to articulate that well, but I've been trained in the two different levels, first and second level. Uh, the first was, as I mentioned, at my pairs of St. John Newman in Lilburn, Georgia. Uh, the second, though, I went to a national training in Chicago, and that was an extraordinary experience. Uh, mm. There was a group, I, f- I forgot how large we were. It was a large group, uh, maybe 35 people, uh, maybe 40, probably uh, three quarters of them women, a quarter men, and they were from all over the country. And what I learned, besides the the work of the Catechism of the Good Shepherd, I learned from these extraordinary catechists, the women and the men that were with me, uh, and their faithfulness, power of the Spirit living in their hearts. Mm-hmm. I, I would hear their stories about working with their pastors, and they would obviously talk to me about these kinds of things because some had, had great relationships with pastors, some less so because uh, every pastor has not... Experienced what I've experienced with the catechism of the Good Shepherd, and mm-hmm. and some continue to struggle with it or or question it uh, because of a, a, this or that uh, issue. But when I was at national training in Chicago, I just saw the extraordinary outpouring of God's love amongst us as a fellowship of catechists and, and an outpouring of His Spirit. Listening to the women and the men that use this new way, this new method of Sophia's, to uh, bring Christ. Word and word and sacrament to the children of their parish. And it also, um, although I'm constantly learning, it, it affected the way I presided liturgy. Uh, mm. I, I don't always remember this, but I've learned from the catechesis, and we learned this in seminary too, but not in the same way, that body language, how you are present to the people of god as you are praying in the person of jesus these words that he gave us how you're praying that means something and the way you're praying it means something uh, mm-hmm. and, and because that's what the catechism shows us the children pick up on things on body language and so those kinds of things also have as affected my ministry mm-hmm. one last thing is the and this is uh, something general but. One of the things that the Catechism of the Good Shepherd has done for me is this, when I began as a, a brand new priest, because I started as a middle-aged man, uh, kind of set in my ways and I was presenting myself as fairly cerebral. I enjoyed ideas and I loved to read theology. And so as I began to priest, I would quote, sometimes I would quote a long quote from one of the theologians I was reading. And the people loved me, but the people told me, "Well, Father David, uh, I, I love you to death, but you know I don't understand what you're talking about." And <laughs> so I began to understand that I had to to speak about the Word, uh, the living Word of God, to them in a way they could understand it. The catechesis of the Good Shepherd magnifies that sense that I have. I have to understand the congregation and how they understand. And how they're mm-hmm. how they're receiving the mystery of God's revealed word, and be very attentive to that, and careful to make sure that I'm offering them the mystery of the word, and not simply a, a something a didactic truth in my hip pocket that I take out and show them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more a messenger. This is what I, I hear in Francis over and over again: that we are instruments of this great mystery, and our work with our people is to accompany them encounter together the mystery of Jesus among us.
0: It's really amazing how you were able to apply so many aspects of your catechesis of the Good Shepherd Formation to so many different areas of your ministries as a priest and a bishop. I think that that's really humbling and really beautiful.
1: It is, uh, yes. (laughs) And I don't have much contact now, a bishop. I don't uh, have—we have several atria here in the church here in Memphis— we have some strong, strong support of CGS here. Uh, Not everybody supports it. Um, I don't get to do it much because my job uh, now is mostly in in governance, administration, sadly. Um, But it has affected me in a powerful way. And uh, Mary Mirione and uh, Karen Maxwell are, are, are still good friends and uh, and I want to do what, all I can do to help uh, the national CGS leadership and the local CGS leadership here in West Tennessee, because I believe in it.
0: Mm. Well, Bishop, do you have anything that you would like to say to your brothers or sisters of clergy of either the Catholic faith or of other Christian faiths that might be hesitant or reluctant to embrace this work of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd?
1: Well, well, for Catholics, one of the things that, uh, that I heard early on, and, and it was not negative so much as a, a question or a concern, because uh, the Catechism of the Good Shepherd works with the mystery of God's presence through word and sacrament, there's not a lot of memorization uh, uh, like as in the old days. Mm-hmm. And so what I did as a pastor, and it had been done before me, I I showed my people that had concerns how the different lessons through the three levels of the Catechism of the Good Shepherd really were in line with everything the catechism was saying, the new catechism that John Paul the the Great uh, proclaimed and promulgated. So uh, within the Catholic faith, it's all there. Uh, It's it's not spelled out in the same way they're used to because the method— or the mystery of the Catechism of the Good Shepherd is that mystery of presence in word and sacrament. As far as other disciples of Jesus who are not fully in communion with the Catholic Church, it is about the Lord. It is about the Lord Jesus. It is, it is all about the Lord Jesus, about his life, uh, his historical life, through, uh, known through the scriptures here on earth. It's about his life in the Spirit, after his passion, resurrection, and ascension. So it's it's focusing on Christ the Lord. It's focusing in the spirit of Christ the Lord to glorify the Father. It's all about the mystery of God's love for us, uh, known through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it also embodies a sense of who we are to be. Mm-hmm. This again, this Pauline language that we are the we are the the mystical body of Christ. And we are also using John's language when we're a And Peter's language, we're a a living temple of God's glory, of God's Spirit.
0: Mm. Well, Bishop, is there anything else that you would like to speak about in regards to Christian unity or catechesis of the Good Shepherd before we finish today? (sighs)
1: Well, just a bishops committee, the brothers, the bishops that were with me on the committee, and I believe in the work, uh, the ecumenical work uh, ahead of us, in the interreligious work ahead of us. We believe that God lives and that God loves, and that God calls us to a unity. Yes, God calls us to speak the truth as we are given the truth, and, and there are questions ahead of us, but we have to begin to walk together. That's what I hear uh, the last three pontiffs saying uh, when they call us to a new evangelization. John Paul II, Benedict, and Francis have have said, um, and this is my own language, not theirs, but this is what I'm telling the people of Memphis, that we have lost a sense of the kerygma, uh, and we're living uh, at a time where it, it appears more secular than spiritual. And our work is to invest our hearts again in the revelation of God. Uh, seen in the person of Jesus. Colossians one fifteen says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And the catechesis of the Good Shepherd allows the children to come to know this image, this Jesus in word and sacrament. And so I encourage all to look again at this catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Read Sophia Cavalletti. Her works are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then open your heart in prayer to see if this can be something for your parish community.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Bishop, I really want to thank you um, not only for taking the time today, but also for taking the time throughout your ministry in order to be open-minded to this work and to participate in formation yourself and then now to share about it with us. I really appreciate all of that time and mental commitment to this work.
1: Well, you, well, thank you. But really, it's, it's God's gift. And it's the, the women. It's, um, she's still a mentor for me, Karen Maxwell, mm-hmm. and Mary Marione, and, and the women and men that I, I trained with in, in Chicago. Those are the people that helped me to see uh, that this is of God. And I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. it's of God.
0: Mm. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you very much for coming and joining us today. Thank you all for listening to the podcast this week. This Friday... January 22nd, we will be gathering as a community to pray for Christian unity around the world. We will be gathering at 11 a.m. Eastern time online. So I will put a link in our show notes so that you can get more information and to register for this beautiful prayer experience. This podcast is sponsored by the United States Association of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. We would like to thank all our contributing members because you are making this podcast possible. If you would like to know more about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd or to become a member, please go to cgsusa.org. Thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you in two weeks. Go and fall more deeply in love with God.